Okay. Uh, if you're looking for deep truth and authenticity in a world that feels more and more artificial every day, then you've come to the right place. Um, if you're in need of a breath of fresh air, welcome. Welcome. My name is Regan. I'm Bianca. And this is a Breath of Fresh Air podcast. <sighs> <laughs> breath of fresh air today we're we're gonna dive into talking about the creative process and what what that means to us or what that's meant to us as artists and musicians um I don't know if you want to start Reagan like I don't want to put you out there but you know you're working <laughs> on this like amazing album and I know a lot has come up for you with that oh yeah yeah, it's truly been such a journey. I really encourage everyone, you know, to, I mean, I think like we've talked about before, life is an art, you know, everything we do in life is an art. But I feel like especially when you endeavor on an art project, no matter how grand or small, but for me, this is the grandest art project I've ever endeavored on. So it's been such a learning journey, you know, uh, initially going into it, I, I feel like I was so focused on creating the um you know like the physical product and i'm still really excited for that you know i don't know if i'd call it a product but you know what i mean like the the result and more and more i'm realizing that as exciting as that is i feel like i wasn't i didn't realize like the inward the inward journey that i was actually endeavoring on and that like that's just as valuable and maybe even a little bit more valuable, you know, that inner journey, like all of these lessons and just huge shifts I've had to make within myself, you know, like letting go of masks I didn't even know I had, like, you know, being more authentic, you know, being creative, coming up, you know, finding these blocks within myself, you know, that maybe are preventing me from from expressing myself how, you know, I truly want to express myself or, you know, just sharing, you know, sharing things that are very, feel very vulnerable and intimate. It's like really feel very edgy, you know, I think and a lot of artists can relate to that, like pushing your own kind of limits to when it comes to like sharing these creations within us that are unique. 1000%, like that was so well said. <laughs> As always, um, not to like distract from that. I feel like this relates to it. I like saw this quote today and it, it was continuous improvement is better than delayed perfection. And apparently Mark Twain said that. And, you know, you're talking a lot about like blocks coming up in this internal, almost like transformation that has happened as you're creating the art. We were having a conversation. I remember you saying something to the effect of like, you know, the art was asking something of you. And, and it was almost like this transformation is what allows it to happen, from my understanding. Does that resonate with you at all? Yeah, absolutely. It's like, that's kind of what's been coming up for me is like, I thought I was making this album, but this album is making me, but it's like a give and take, you know, it's a balance. Dude. And <laughs> I, I feel like the reason I, I resonate with that quote is like so often I've had this idea of like, I have to be there in order to do it. But as you're saying, it's like actually the doing it is what gets you there. Oh, uh, that's so well said. Yeah, it's the walk. And that's what's so hard, I feel like, for the ego, for our egos is like 
you know, we just want it to be done. And like, you know, that's been my experience. I feel like, you know, when, when I start feeling maybe pressured or like out of alignment, it's like, I just kind of want to brute force it. I just, I want it to just be done. I don't, you know, I don't want all this, like, you know, my ego is like kind of triggered by all this inner work that has to be done. But then I have to remember continually to surrender because the inner work really is where all the juice is. So it's like, it's like so counterintuitive to the ego, but it's like, it's so simple. <laughs> There's so much there. And, but it makes me think about, you know, almost like this idea of like, art is like giving birth in a way. And it's almost like this process of like, there's like the gestation period when it's inside of you. And then when it's coming out and like that being a whole thing in and of itself, like almost like labor pains and like this intensity to it that you may not have expected maybe when you start doing something creatively. Yeah, exactly. It very much, you know, is, is like that. Cause there's the pleasure and there's, you know, there's the pain of it just like literally birthing something new into the world like but it's it's so worth it especially in a world where like on so many levels i think we're so i mean we are so programmed to like hold back or try to conform or try to fit in when true art is such like the opposite of that really you know it's like it's about like being our unique selves and expressing you know so it's like it's almost like you're, it feels like you're in a way, like it almost feels like you're at odds with like, not, I don't know, like at odds with society or something, like not necessarily in like an aggressive way, but it just feels funny because everybody's been telling you that you need to fit in, but then your, your inner artist is like, I can't do that. Like I can't fit in. Wow. No, I, I, I'm just sitting here so grateful to be having this conversation and having this conversation with you. Like, I just feel so much gratitude because I feel like, you know, sometimes it's weird because I think the creative process can feel really lonely and like you're the only one in that moment or like you're the only one that understands those complex feelings. And so like, obviously it manifests very differently for everyone, but to sit here with you and like, it's like, oh, I feel so seen and understood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this is, I feel like this is part of like one of the first things we really started talking about, you know, both being musicians, artists that, you know, have beautiful voices, but have been, you know, shy in bringing it forward for, you know, reasons, you know. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. And that's something we talk about a lot. And like, I feel like it's so important is like, almost like the difficulty of even putting something on the page when you've been shamed or, you know, like you're, you're talking about just now, like this idea of conformity and how strong that is, how strong of a force that is, especially when you're young and you're, if you're young and creative and you're finding your voice and someone's, someone's trying to silence your voice before you really found it, how hard it can be to even put anything on the page or sing one note or do anything creative because you have this like shame around it now um, because like you were shamed for being different. But now you're, you know, I feel like for me, it's like coming to a point of understanding that a lot of my power is in that difference, but that shame messaging can still sometimes linger. Um, I don't know if that was a ramble, but. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's, it's completely on point. Yeah. It's really important. Yeah. And I, I, we, we connected over, um, this podcast episode we saw, I don't want to 
mess up his name. Uh, Garen? Garen Jones. Garen Jones, yeah. And him talking about the importance of, like, connecting with your inner child because that's, like, the source of creativity. Yeah. I've been coming back to that time and time again, just, like, literally, like, doing that, like, asking my authentic voice to lead, asking my inner child to lead because that's when creating is so fun and easy and effortless you know and it feels like it's only when like the ego gets involved when it becomes like this really kind of um it can be like this painful thing because again like the ego is at least in my case you know it's like it's scared or you know it feels doubt or fear about you know I think another factor that goes into it too especially is like if just like being like a really empathic person a really sensitive person and like so when it comes to sharing, whether it's in a recording or whether it's like performing, you know, it, it feels like you can feel everybody else's energy, you know. So then it's like you have to kind of realize like, you know, that's fine, but that's not my energy and it's not my responsibility. And I still have to be who I am. I just have to be who I am and, you know, not, um, you know, I think because that is kind of like the codependent empath um you know, style is like when you feel fear or something, it's to kind of morph into like something that's going to please people or like, you know, morph in. It's like you kind of uh, sacrifice your sense of self to make other people comfortable. And it's really actually difficult, you know, if you really like have those wounds because you don't, a lot of times you don't even realize you're doing it. It's so unconscious. So then I guess like that's like the, journey with being like an artist and sharing is like you really have to be so honest with yourself about these things because you have to if you're going to keep going forward you have to find a way to to confront that within yourself and transmute it because it's just it comes up (laughs) it comes up i feel like we should just sit with that for a second that was (laughs) it's like hard to have this conversation with you because i just want to bask in everything you're saying and then i'm like oh yeah i have to like respond to (laughs) but i think it, it makes me think back to what you said at the beginning which is like life is an art and so it's like so many levels to that but like what you're saying is like these aren't just things that come up in, in creating something i like what we think of as something creative but like all the time how we're approaching life almost like that idea of what you're saying like the codependent empath and taking on all of this energy and letting that shape not only who you are but the way that you know you allow yourself to show up in the world and I that's just it hits on so many levels and I think what what it makes me wonder though is like and I wonder if you have any thoughts on this what happens when you're doing something creative and those things are coming up and you're transforming to create that art um how immediate do you feel like the shift is in your life like where you're like now I feel myself not only showing up differently as an artist but like as a person in my day-to-day life oh my gosh that is just like such a such a great question you know to I think for everyone to ask themselves on this journey because it's so powerful um it's so multi multi-layered as well because it's like in one way I want to say like it makes me think of um you know that analogy of like learning to walk you know on the spiritual journey because it's like you're learning to walk so you get up and you might fall back down and you have to just keep getting up and eventually you will learn it because like 
I definitely feel that way with some of these things. They're so deep that it's like you have to be so patient with yourself when if you feel like you're, oh, I'm doing that again. Or like, oh, you know, um, you know, I think it like we you know, we always talk about like having that warrior spirit. And that's really the key to any success, I think, is just not giving up, first of all. But uh, but also, yeah, I mean, like, especially I think because I think like with artistry, it, it's so much with your throat chakra, it's so much with your voice, you know, expressing yourself and, you know, your truth. And so, you know, art is your expression. So I think it just opens up your throat chakra, whatever kind of art you do, or even just living your life, how you express yourself in your life and your relationships in your beingness starts to open up your throat chakra and you just start to it's just this feeling of like peace you know I, d I don't know like authenticity like really being able to be who you are does that answer your question is that of course anything I mean it was just what your thoughts were you know so there's yeah. no right answer or wrong answer it's just truth you know <laughs> um but it does it does make me think about the conversations we've had about our inner voice and how sometimes we're not even necessarily speaking from our true authentic voice you know and which is kind of what we've been talking about on some level but how all these things can almost pollute that truth that we have to share um whether it be what we talked about already about the codependent empath um dynamic that can happen which i think a lot of artists can relate to because as typically people are artists are more sensitive and like they're very sensitive and that's what makes them great artists but I think also there's the level of like what messaging um, people are receiving and that messaging can pollute a person's ability to like speak really from their actual voice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, exactly. It, it can be so weird too. Like sometimes like when I'm going through something like that, it's like the way I visualize it is it, it feels like a house of mirrors. Like it's just so weird because it's like, it just, I don't know how, it's just trippy. It's like all this stuff is reflecting back to you and you kind of have to just really like settle in. I mean, I think like surrender in to your truth and to who you are. Cause it's like who you are is never something you need to go out and get. It's always something that's already within you. But it's like, we have all these layers and these programs like over covering it, you know? We could like deep dive into every point you're making because these are such profound points. Like, <laughs> I mean, thinking about the creative process, I mean, for myself, there are times where I think I've gotten disconnected from myself in this way where I thought I had to like be something else to create something good, which is like kind of funny because we talked about earlier how art can transform you into the person that you're um that you're inadvertently asking to be by saying like, I want to create this. Okay, then some growth has to happen. And that's one thing. But I think it's a different thing to be like, who I am isn't good enough when I'm trying to create something. And I have to be a different kind of person, like at my core to create something valuable. And I think sometimes I've definitely approached art that way of like, man, I know I like wrote this song, but like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it because because it's really how I feel about myself coming out and how I'm viewing what I created. Does that resonate with you at all? 
That is so deep. That is so deep. And I'm so thankful you said that because I feel like that's like a really good direction to take this conversation. Is like, And it's so relatable to everyone. Honestly, I feel like whether even again, whether you're, you really are like making art or just living your life the way that we've been so like, I feel like I'm starting to see it more clearly, like a little bit every day of just like the way that we've all been programmed, like with this I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. Like it's so the programming is so deep in this matrix in this box that we think we're supposed to be like celebrities or like, um, you know, whatever, whatever we've been programmed to be. But it's like who we really are is just it's so beautiful and it's so worthy. And this is something it's like I know this and I talk about this, but I have to like just keep reminding myself is like, you know, we are already inherently infinitely worthy because we are children of God. We are children of the universe, all of us, we are. So it's so inverted that many of us have, you know, because of our parents and our upbringing and our programming, it's like, we think that we have to like do something to prove our worth or like, I need like make art to like prove that I'm beautiful, to prove that I'm talented, to prove that, you know, I'm enough. And it's so inverted because it's like, I don't know, I feel like I feel like it's like we already are all those things like we already are successful you know like I was just going through something the other day feeling kind of you know chaotic and confused and down and literally like I felt like my higher self come in and say like like basically do you know you're just as successful right now as you are like if you were what you think you're supposed to be like if you were just like some you know whatever my whatever you know I want to be we're already successful. Like there's nothing to do. There's nothing to prove. We're already children of God. And I think it's like, that's the space that when we're able to create from that space, that's just so magical. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm really just soaking that in because it's so true that you know, we're all kind of made to believe that we're less than and that we have to do something to have value. It's the mm -hmm. consistent messaging, right? Like, and it's how, you know, you can sell a product to someone because really you're trying to, you're, the idea is that you're selling them worth that they don't have. And it's just, it's just such a backwards way of like understanding what's really going on. Mm -hmm. um, and I think just to, to you know for me I can feel the difference like when I'm creating something from a space of like mining who I am and like trying to be something that I'm not because I'm not feeling that who I am is enough but I think there's so much to that like it goes beyond the art and it's like the art of life and how oh like I'm not good enough if I don't have this kind of job title or like if I'm not, I don't have this certain pedigree or this certain like certification from this external thing. And just this idea that our value comes from other people deciding who we are. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's such an inversion and it's so, it's so wild because it's also like, not only is that like, that's such an inverted way to live that, you know, it's like, Consciously, I feel like most people understand that, but a lot of it's subconscious, like giving away our power to these things. But um, what's funny is it's like, but even if you want this external success to have this external success, external abundance and this stuff around you, 
it's like all those law of attraction, annoying law of attraction people say, you know, I'm just kidding with annoying, but you know, sometimes it's annoying when you're in the dumps, but it's like, it really is true that you have to find that within to get that without. So it's like, you know, there's no shortcutting it. And it's like, so I think that's like another weird speaking on like the codependent side, which is like, just as manipulative as the narcissistic side in its own way. It's like, I think that's something that we can try as like someone who has that can try to do is like, um, like in vain, try to manipulate the external. So that way it's like, can, can try to, you try, you want it to mirror like these greater things. But again, if it's not, if you don't feel that within you, it's not going to be sustainable. And you're also going to be exhausted because like, you know what I mean? It had, it, what's inside of you will naturally reflect around you and so this is again just what I've been trying to remind myself again is like so that's really the inner work and it's kind of the in a way it's like the core work it's almost the only work because it's like to to just to really start to step into like lean into and embrace and embody like your inherent worth your inherent success your inherent talent your creativity that already is within you and honor that I think that's really the only way to like to um, basically like vibrate into these higher states of consciousness where you're going to be actually experiencing that stuff and it's going to start reflecting around you. Can you drop your mic? <laughs> like, would it break? <laughs> <'Cause>... <laughs> <laughs> like my heart feels so full from this conversation like the whole thing i just yes wow everything you say i'm just like taking notes <laughs> like refer back <laughs> to what, what what would you say are some important things that people can do to get in touch with that inherent connection to source when you've learned your whole life, oh, I have to do, like, I have to go somewhere else and be something else to have that I'm not good enough as I am mentality? Mm, it's such a good question. And I just want to say, if anyone's not seeing the video, they're missing out because your facial expressions too are just like so good. Like, I just love it so much. But, um, oh yeah, and see with this too, it's like lately, you know, there's so many different answers one could give to those or tools or techniques, but I feel like we just got to try to keep it so simple because like wherever you are, like everybody has their own connection to source, to God, to your higher self, to whatever you want to call it. It's what's beating your heart. You know, it's pulsing through your veins. It's like, that's your chi energy, your love energy, your, you know, it's within you. And, and it's like, so really to try to just keep it simple is like going within and and doing what how like i guess it comes to like following your intuition into like what will bring you into like union with that you know even if it's baby steps so maybe it is making art or singing or going out in nature or meditating or um you know whatever you're passionate about or you know like in the in the case of speaking on the inner child like what did your inner child like to do dance sing write stories, um, paint, you know, just be playful, you know, just be free. Cause like, that's that God source energy. So it's like, just trying to keep it so simple um, because it's already within you. And I think it's like, again, with the mind, people can complicate it or like make it sound like this convoluted thing when it, it's really not, it doesn't need to be convoluted. Like, I think we want to try to come into simplicity, you know, with, with it. 
So good. So good. <laughs> I I mean like I really I'm asking the question for me. <laughs> like how do I no, I I think that's the thing about anything. I mean, and to to just to bring it back again and it stayed there, but just to bring it back to the creative thing, like with being creative or anything, it's a practice. Like it's always continual, it's never ending, it's never like there's a finish line of like well, I've figured out how to do, it's like every time that, um, and it's like, it makes me think how you talked about earlier when we were comparing creative process to like, you know, giving birth and you're like, there's pain and there's pleasure. It's like this, the, the pleasure for me is like the idea. <laughs> like, oh, the idea feels good. Um, and the pain is like executing. It's like, oh, that's how I thought it would feel like do that. But you know, I think it's just, it's a continual thing. When that new idea comes in, it's like, okay, how do I stay grounded and embody authenticity in this new endeavor? Something that's bringing out a different aspect of myself or, you know, um, whatever it may be. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, you're, you're having to do things you've never done before. You know, you're having to expand your consciousness so that in of itself is like innately painful you know like it doesn't have to be like this like horrible suffering when you know how to navigate it but I feel like it's innately uncomfortable really is the word it's uncomfortable because you have to expand you know I don't know what else you know it's just me talking to myself it's like I don't know what to tell you it's just like you want to expand you got to feel you know that that pressure but it's like I think instead of framing it is like you know, some horrible pressure, start to look at it as divine pressure, you know, it's like, um, the paraphrasing here, the, again, I, I sent this to you, some kind of um, David Bowie quote, when, when he's talking about how, you know, you have this idea come to you, because you've, you know, you know, in your heart, that if you're able to execute this idea, you would understand more about yourself, and about, you know, the universe you live in. So it's like, we are creator beings. Yes. And I and I think that that quote you sent was so powerful because not only did he touch on that, but he touched on this idea of like, um, I don't want to get it wrong, but, you know, kind of staying just outside of the place where you're comfortable, like where your feet are barely touching the bottom. Yeah. You know, that requires a lot of expansion because when you're stepping out of what you know into the unknown that can be one of the scariest experiences as a human being which is like the entire thing (laughs) you don't really know much of anything actually and a lot of it is that um but yeah he he, that was insane I wish we could just like plug that quote because (laughs) that quote was so good it was maybe somehow we can pull that up or attach this to like the notes show notes <laughs> we're gonna have to get that in here because that was that was gold and like it's just I, it was like three sentences or something but each sentence was like very profound <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and that's so true you know and, that, and I think it's that's why it's so good for artists to just like connect and relate you know because again it can feel so lonely it can feel so isolating it can feel like you know you see everyone with their beautiful art their finished product and it's like you know, you, you don't, you don't always under, like, you look deeper to see, like, how much suffering and that that artist actually went through, you know, to make that happen. It's like, it's like, really, 
you know, um, it's affirming and, and it's like, so we're not alone. It's just like, it's literally part of the process. And, and even in a way, it's like, I feel like you can even enjoy it, even though it can be frustrating for me. It's like, but I'm still creating art. So like, that's still, it's still kind of fun in some kind of weird way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, going back to the comparison of like giving birth, right? One of the, there's not only expansion, but there's contractions. Mm -hmm. I feel like for me, contractions are really hard after expansion because I feel like I failed. Yeah. I'm like, man, I just did something really incredible. And now I'm feeling these fears that I feel like I've faced a million times and I thought I already was over this. And like, why do I have to be back here? Is sometimes the attitude I can have about it. Yeah, so that's such a good point to bring up the contractions too. And I feel like it's partly, and I feel there's so much of myself, as much as I like, you know, try to be conscious of this, but it's almost like that human urge to just like want to cling on to just like only the positivity because it's just so nice. It's just so nice, but it's like, it's so ironic because whenever you, as soon as you try to cling on to that positivity, it's like, you're suffering again. It's just like, oh my gosh. Like you just have to really go with the wave and not get attached, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's so true, but so hard to live because like, I mean, I think a lot of, um, speaking for myself, a lot of the conditioning I received was very linear, right? Like it's like you do this and everything just gets better over time. So but that's not how things work. Things are cyclical. There's cycles. And that's what's real. But because of that conditioning, that contrast can still be jarring. No matter how much you know it in your heart, that mind, the mind comes in like we, we were talking about earlier. And the stories come up and these ideas that, oh, like, you just must not be good enough. Or like, who did you think you were? To, who do you think you are to like try to do this? See, you know, that just can come back so strong. It's yeah. like, oh, wow. <laughs> I love that you said the other day that like thoughts are like ads. Can you talk about that? <laughs> yeah, it's like because, you know, you're on this creative endeavor and you're being present, you know, you're doing your thing. And then all of a sudden it's like it's like ads, you know, these thoughts. It's like, oh, what if I'm not good enough? Oh, you know, what if somebody thinks this is horrible or, you know, whatever, you know, whatever that's like clickbait, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's just a thought, but if you choose to click in it, you choose to go into it, you choose to go down that rabbit hole, you know? And that's something that, again, is such a continual practice of like, you know, even if you do that, okay, but like you got, you know, you're going to have to bring yourself back to the present moment, you know, back to being, back to who you really are. Like constantly, you know, reminding myself, I think this is when we get into like just this core stuff where it's like, you are not these thoughts. You're not these feelings. You're not these, you're not even these experiences, you know, you are an eternal living being, you know, and you're navigating these things. So I think it's just important because it can be so easy, you know, even for someone, you know, like me, that's been practicing this for years. It's like, I still lately, sometimes when I'm, when I feel vulnerable like that, one of those thoughts or one of those ads comes up, and it's really, I think it's when you identify with it and you, and instead of like looking at it from a higher perspective and observing it and seeing it for what it is, it's just a thought, not a big deal. We have thoughts all the time. You, not all your thoughts are true by any means, but it's like, if you just immediately um, 
you know, get attached, you identify with it, and then you can kind of go down that rabbit hole. But again, it's like, you know, if you haven't, I guess, healed to that point yet, then you're going to learn what you need more of what you need to learn there. But it really is such an intense journey to just like be navigating, like, you know, again, like, it's like, this is the sea of all of these things that are becoming so visceral. I feel like, you know, these thoughts and these feelings, you know, on this, you know, something you've said as well, like with the cyclical, it's so true. You know, if I thought, if I, it's funny when I think how many times I thought to myself, like, you know, when I'm on top of the world, it's like, oh yeah, like, I'm staying here this time. <laughs> it's like, I'm never gonna, I'm not gonna go down there again. And then, you know, it's funny again, it's not how it works, it is cyclical. But I do feel that on this ascension journey, we are continually going like upward or outward, or I don't know how you would explain it, but we are truly ascending. But it's like, it is still like a wave. You know what I mean? Like, I certainly don't feel dense things like I felt years ago, like definitely not. But it is, life is still meeting me where I'm at and challenging me to what I need. You know what I mean? Yes, Regan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> I just like, I, this is like this podcast is just for me to get life advice from you <laughs> no no I, I I mean it's you that's like I feel like inspiring it in me you know what I mean it's like I don't just always like yeah like it doesn't always just come out like this but it's like I just feel like you know us together in your presence it's just like we we love inspiring. it our R&B R&B <laughs> <laughs> talk about art <laughs> <laughs> um, no I it's like I love this because it's like it's so it's it, this conversation is inspiring me so much and it's like hard for me to remember what my thoughts are because I'm like you make another point I'm like yeah that too <laughs> so true <laughs> me too I, <laughs> that was me when you earlier what what it made me think about what you just said was you know th this idea of like getting off track almost right or like missing the mark I've started to like process it as like instead of shaming myself like everything happened as it was supposed to because if I go there it means that I still had something to learn like there's something mm -hmm. that I needed to see like even if it wasn't the best option like I needed to understand something and like maybe I could have chosen differently and I could have but I didn't for a reason and if I look to understand that reason then I'm more likely to actually prevent future unnecessary uh like off the beaten trail kind of things versus like if I'm consistently like so upset that I missed it or like I didn't get it right or whatever this idea and I think that could almost lead into the you know this conversation about perfectionism and how it can bleed into something that's that's not about being perfect at all but I feel like for me I've often brought that into the creative process of like what well, has to be perfect but like what does that even mean Mm, that was so good that is so good and I feel that so strong for art and again for life you know I think for many of us we also try to be perfect you know and we make mistakes and we beat ourselves up but what you said is so profound and it's something I've been you know trying to put words to it's just like like there's there's just such a degree to which we have to have such like mercy and grace for ourselves because it's like the the beating ourselves up and judging and condemning ourselves for a mistake 
Um, you know, obviously, I think, again, it's a it's a balance, like it's like recognizing, okay, maybe I don't want to live this way, or maybe I don't want to have this in my life. But at the same time, it's like, you know, again, like you said, like beating yourselves up, like there's still something for you to learn there. So it's like just, it's like an allowing, it's like just allow it, allow it to be okay. There's so much wisdom in just allowing everything you are and that you're in to just be okay. Cause it's like, I think the resistance of that is like really what causes so much suffering. It's like, just have some mercy for yourself and some grace for yourself. You know, you don't have to be perfect. Your art doesn't have to be perfect. Like, I think we're already perfect souls. So like, mm. did we come to earth to experience perfection? Probably not. We came here to get dirty. You know, we came here to experience weird wow. stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to do sound effects, but I feel like bombs should go off there. Like, boom, 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 boom. Like, we are already perfect souls. Do you think we came here to be perfect? Wow, that's such a good, like, that's so good. Oh, <laughs> and, but it makes me so. We talked. We talked about how, like, you know, I know I relate to this. I know you relate to this. We're both sensitive, like, empathic people. Why is it so hard for us to turn that on ourselves? Mm. Oh my gosh. You know, it's like, oh, I feel your pain. But when it comes to my own, there's this frustration or almost this like lack of grace. Just like, come on, like, what are you doing? Get up. But I would never do that to someone else. Oh, my gosh. That's such a deep question. I don't know if I'm qualified to even answer this question. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is us going to be like coming to the point of being able to answer that question. This podcast is going to transform us into <laughs> who will have the answer. Yeah, that's what it's asking. <laughs> it's I'm in the in the spirit of like talking about art and the creative process and really synchronistically you talking about mercy I was having you know I was having this um I was in this session with my therapist and she was like you know I believe you have the gift of mercy like what would it look like if you applied that to yourself and also in that conversation we were talking about this idea of brokenness and this idea that I had of like broken things get thrown away mm. and I wrote this poem because like sometimes art is the only way I can like access those parts of me that have the answers. And sometimes I feel like I make a song or I write a poem or I draw something. And it's like in understanding that thing that I actually can understand myself better because I'm not thinking, I'm just feeling and being. And in those moments, like I think the truth for me comes out. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be vulnerable and read my, <laughs> my poem. Yay. If, if you, if you're okay with it. Oh my gosh, please. Let's 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 be grace for this. Thank you. Sure. You asked me if I saw any value in things that have been broken, and I said no. Broken things get thrown away. And by things I meant me. But I realized the only thing that was actually damaged was my understanding. You said you have to break an egg to get to what's inside, and it makes me think that there are different types of breaking the breaking that is done to you and the breaking out of something that was never you in the first place. When an oak tree grows from an acorn, it's never viewed as a broken acorn, but as a growing oak tree. 
I guess in the beginning stages of growth, if you stopped looking at that moment, it would look sad. Oh no, what happened to the acorn? It was whole and now it's not. But that was just a shell. It was just holding the potential for something greater, waiting for the right moment to begin to sprout. So maybe nothing was ever really broken to begin with. I've been feeling myself be reborn, but without the proper perspective. I thought I was losing myself, but I was really just letting go of all the things that were never actually me to begin with. At times, it's felt so dark and isolating, like I've been buried. I wasn't thinking about seeds growing in the ground and how they must feel before they break through the surface. Oh my goodness. Goosebumps. Goosebumps. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. That's so profound. And it really kept, it really, it really um, shows that. I think that's the funny thing about death and rebirth, though, is that it's death. Like, it's like no matter how, it's like you can be more masterful each time, but it's like, I think it has to push you to that point, though, where it's like, it really feels like, you know, if it, I don't know, it's just that transformational process where you feel broken, you feel like what is happening to me, you know, am I dying? Like what I'm what's wrong with me? And then, and then and you just have to keep going, there's no other option. And then you suddenly realize you're like growing wings, you know, you're growing into a tree. It's like, oh, oh, <laughs> that is so profound. But yeah, that is so profound. Thank you for listening, Regan. <laughs> I Thank you it. for sharing. Oh, no, that is so beautiful. That seriously gave me goosebumps. I mean, I just love the way that you express that. I think that's so beautiful. It makes me think about one time we were we were having this conversation about the difference between a grave and a womb. Do you want to speak mm -hmm. on that? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And again, it's just like such strong Scorpio energies here. You know, I love it. The death and the rebirth and, the, and like the... The and that's the beauty though those extremes like it's so uncomfortable, but it's so worth it. It's alchemy, you know. It's like because every you know that's one thing at least you can remind yourself when you're in the dumps is like every time you're down, you know, in those depths, it's literally like, wow, that you you're gonna rise up to even new heights, you know, as above so below. But that was so beautiful. How did that even go? That conversation we had. It was. I remember, I think I, I shared a poem with you yeah. <laughs> and it was something like um, about how, like, I think it was something like you, you say I'm in a dark place, um, but like I've been here before and I understand that it, like basically I'm about to be reborn, which is not exactly what the poem was, but it's the essence. And your response was like, the womb is the safest place and it's like different than the grave. Or different than a grave yeah i think yeah i think i said the womb is the darkest yet most safe place and then you said different from a grave and i was like oh <laughs> so it really is but that's what's so weird about it is it's like that's just the process of eternal life like you said the cycles like um you know, again, I mean, even the seasons reflect it, you know, it's like the spring is the birth of new life, the summer is the man peak manifestation, the fall is, you know, the harvest, but, you know, and that's when we go into the, the, the death, which is the winter, you know, the, this is like, it's just the cycles, it's that, um, like, sine wave, you know, and it's like just learning, I think, to embrace all of it, it's so, it's so beautiful, because it's like, it, 
it almost like is, I don't want to say it is a grave, but in a way it's like you die into the grave, but then all of a sudden like the grave becomes like the womb and then it's like you're reborn again and it's always like expanding and growing and it's it's just so beautiful. <laughs> I I sometimes have like I've had this thought before and I'm like, you know, well what I want to say to what you said first is that it just it makes the point of how important it is to have perspective. Because if you don't have the perspective, you'll think that it's the end. Oh, no, I'm down. It's over for me. It's like, no, this is just a part. This is a part of it. This is a part of the cycle. This is, this is supposed to happen. This isn't by fault. And, then, and I think that understanding the difference between I went off track and like, no, this is, this is supposed to happen. You're being reborn. It takes a lot of discernment and listening to your inner voice to know the difference because sometimes both feel bad, but mm -hmm. they're not the same thing. Mm. I just, but it, the, the converse, what you said also made me think about how, you know, a lot of the programming we get is like we're supposed to be afraid of death. But yeah. I've thought a lot about how, like, what if the entire experience of being on earth is all a womb? And when you die, you're actually being born back into the universe so it's like wow. not even you know which we know eternal life right but if we start understanding like oh no like th that's not it's not actually a death it's a birth we just don't know what happens exactly right yeah i feel that very deeply yeah because we have all that amnesia here and then again like the programming and yeah the fearing the death making us feel like we have no purpose like there is no greater like intelligence there is you know it's just yeah people are, are truly I feel like so programmed to fear death literally and metaphorically you know even because it, it's like you know what they say what you resist persists so it's like you know, I think there's a lot of, I don't know, when you're talking, when you're saying that it made me think of two things is like, I think one, like I was thinking of like being a teenager, you know, because, you know, we think about the, the beautiful children and the kids and what they're going through. And I, you know, I have a teenage sister and I remember those days and it's so intense because when you first start having like these experiences or these really big emotions or like mental um Sometimes it feels like a mental battle, you know? It's like you have these, like, mental... It, what's so hard about those times is, it, you know, it's like... I don't know. It's like your first... It's your first few times. I don't know. It's your first time. So, like, I remember feeling like it's it. You know, that's just mm -hmm. it. Like, I'm just doomed. But, you know, I feel like a lot of teenagers feel that way. But then, you know, that's the beauty of getting through that. And then, like, as you get older, you acquire that wisdom of, like you're never, you never are doomed. You're always, it's never forever. It's never permanent. You're always going to get through it, you know? This too shall pass. Mm -hmm. is, exactly. is, the, is the one guarantee of life. This too shall pass. Like we were talking about the mountaintop, the valley, everything in between. In the moment, it feels like forever. But this too shall pass. And it's such an, it's such a, amazing point about you know experience almost like when you don't have as much experience you only have so much to compare to 
And so mm-hmm. everything was like way magnified. Like your first time someone hurts your feelings, you have nothing to compare it to. It probably hurts so much for a little kid when someone tells them something that just hurts their heart because they've never, they have nothing to compare it to. It feels so big. But with, with life, it's not that those things ever stop affecting you. You just have context. You have perspective. You understand this too shall pass. This pain will pass. This pleasure will pass. And I feel like what's so, I, don't, I mean, what's so amazing about the creative process is that somehow through art, you can encapsulate all of it. Mm-hmm. You can make eternal things that are like that because it's always there to look back at and to see and understand and with perspective sometimes when you create something artistically it has a completely different meaning to you at a different point in life when you look back at it and you're like wow huh yeah you know and 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 it just reminds me again like how important it is to make art and why i really think everyone should make art however you know it appeals to them because it's like there's something about art that I think art literally is medicine because it's like you're taking those emotions that we all have and literally getting the chance to bring them outside of you. You know, even if it's just doodling something or just singing a tone or just doing like um, journaling, even like writing or the poetry, like getting these things because it's like, because that was a thing that to the two things I was thinking about is like feeling that stuff as a kid or a teenager. But then also on the other side of the spectrum, I feel like there's so many adults where they've been resisting those feelings or they've been resisting that death for so long now. You know what I mean? That, um, you know, it's just, it can be so overwhelming. So it so it's like, instead of, so that's just something so beautiful. I think that should be, you know, something everybody explores is like getting, being able to express that stuff outwardly because it it just frees up all that energy within you you know it's like you I think it's just has to be done (laughs) otherwise you're gonna feel all that stuff getting stuck in you you know yeah can you say a little bit more about what it means if someone's holding on to a death that needs to be felt yeah and so much reverence for this topic because you know i just feel i feel this and i feel like i've seen it so deeply especially i feel like with older with older people that you know i have so much compassion for because i think nowadays all this stuff is becoming a lot more um open like people are a lot more savvy to this stuff but you know i feel like the older generations and even you know our generation as well but especially the older generation they really most of them didn't have access to any of this information and they they had their own programming so it's like that programming of like just um i think what it comes down to is like you know we all experience pain in this life it's uh, unavoidable you know we all experience trauma to some degree and it's not necessarily the trauma that happens it's how you it's like we're we're not really taught how to deal with our pain So that itself leads to all these issues, you know, where people are doing everything to try to avoid their pain, you know, whether it's um, drinking or doing drugs, you know, escaping, trying to escape through um, people or, again, drugs, trying to just numb yourself, um, whatever you can do 
whatever you can possibly do to avoid feeling your shit, I think that's the general way that people have been programmed to live. And it's so, um, you know, when you understand this stuff, it's really hard to see because it's like all that energy, then all that energy starts manifesting as, you know, illness, whether it's mental illness, physical illness, physical pain, because that energy has to be released. That emotional energy um, has to be felt. Because when you, you know, they say feeling is healing, that's been my experience. You have to just feel it and then it moves, you know, or express it and it moves. It's simple. It's, it's, it's very simple. But when we don't feel it, we don't allow it to come out because, you know, again, especially the older generation, I think has been programmed to think, oh, that means you're weak. You know, you can't, you can't show weakness. You can't show emotion. Gosh, it just creates such a, Mm, I've just seen it so strongly, you know, it's like it creates such a just density. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to pl- I'm going to plug Reagan um, as a Reiki can like healer because I can attest to the art of that. <laughs> and I have firsthand experience that it was super helpful and transformative for me. Um so I don't know if, if we can link it, but I definitely want to link mm-hmm. Reagan's uh, information um, wherever we can with that. But that's such a profound point of like the effects of holding on to things that are no longer serving us. Um, and so many important things came into my head when you were talking. And I was like, just so busy <laughs> listening. That I was like, man. But one thing I do want to say is that anyone listening to this you are good enough. You are inherently a creator. I think the beautiful thing about art and creating art is kind of like you're taking ownership over that aspect of yourself and you're owning it and you're doing the creation that you're always doing just from a very conscious place. Um, If you can draw a circle on a page, you're an artist. If you can write one line or one word of a poem, you're an artist. If you're breathing, quite frankly, you're an artist. Life is an art. And so like, if you're listening to this, you're good enough. Like you don't need anyone else to tell you that you're good enough. You just are. And if you feel like you have something inside of you that you want to share with the world, do it. I know me and Reagan are so stoked for anybody who's like on that path. And like, I don't know if anyone listening ever would want to send us anything. We're so down. Like, <laughs> yes, we, we're so supportive of that. And um, yeah, what you have to say matters. Your voice matters. Like, and uh I can speak for me and Reagan. We want to hear your voice. And and just to say, I know a big goal for us in this in this project is not just to give you our ideas, but to encourage anyone listening to like take this up and think for yourself. And 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 um, I think we really want to build a community. And so we'd love to hear your thoughts and any feedback you have with anything that we shared. Such a breath of fresh air, Bianca. Oh, that was so beautiful. And that's what I love about you is like I when you talk to, I just feel my heart opening and like I literally feel like my brain opening. And it's just I feel like people need to hear this. And it's so genuine, you know, it's so genuine and authentic. And I'm just so grateful. And I couldn't agree more. Like that's the movement. Like that's the real movement that I really that's gonna save humanity is bringing back the art, the real authenticness, you know. Cause again. And maybe this is just like one, maybe something good to kind of like conclude on, but this is probably a whole subject within itself that we've talked about. Um, you know, just like 
allowing yourself to be human and authentic because all this stuff we've been programmed to fit in these boxes and be perfect to look perfect to sound perfect it's such lies it's such lies and it's like again now that we're coming into this ai age where everything can be ai you can ai your face with a filter so you look like a clone to me you know what i mean it's like everything is like it's just copy copy it's so unoriginal and then i feel like you see that in a lot so much art not like independent artists but like in the mainstream it's just everything is so dead and lifeless they're just trying to copy and copy and copy and try to make everything aesthetic like in in a very again conforming way and it's just i'm so sick of it i think everyone is i think everyone is so sick of it i think everyone you know with a soul can acknowledge that it's dead so it's like we need authentic, weird, unique originality. You know what I mean? And then, and then the one thing I just have to say on that too is like, that's why it's so hard though. You know, it's like, cause you, in a way you're actually rebelling against all that matrix stuff, which can be a lot easier said than done because you have, cause you're going to start putting out, you know, this original stuff. And then you're going to have, you might have those voices that are like, oh my God, this is unusual <laughs> you know or like <laughs> you know this is like you know this is different but but as long as it's like coming from your heart and soul like that's what we need like good like let it be weird like that's what art's supposed to be right yeah i think you know every time me and reagan talk like <laughs> we could just talk for hours but i will say there's an idea in that conformist kind of mentality that there's a way to be there's no one way to be there's as many ways to be as there are people. And so I think that's such an important point, especially if you're creating art. Your art doesn't need to look like anyone else's to be valid. Uh, your life doesn't need to look like anybody else's to be valid. Your path doesn't have to look like anyone else's for it to be valid. And um, I just feel so strongly, like so many people need to hear that. Like I need that reminder all the time. Like, oh, why does my path look so weird or strange? because it's mine and there's no one path there's no universal path um so I just want to share that so that if anyone listening has ever felt that shame like why don't I fit in you're not supposed to oh it's so good to receive that yes exactly so just so beautiful and again that's that's the point and that's the root that I feel like we're going to be talking about a lot as a reminder is like again like the biggest lie the biggest manipulation on humanity has always been looking outside yourself for God. Mm-hmm. You know, we can inspire each other. We can help and support each other. But that's the thing is like God is within all of us, you know. So that is to me, that is God, your expression, your uniqueness, like your creativity. So it's like you don't want like so like all these boxes we've been put in. It's like we got to just keep coming out of the box and like be that uniqueness. Like we're not meant to follow all the same doctrine you know, thing like that, like all your answers are in your heart. And it's like, that's why you can't compare to other people, you know, in any way or shape or form. 1000%. And and I, I know we got to close here, but I did want to share like something I, that's been in my heart, honestly, is that idea of like looking for God out outside of ourselves. And I had this moment where I was like, you know, the most dense or real aspect of God that you could ever feel or see is each other and so if i really look at you i will see god in you and if i really if i look outside at the trees 
God is there. God is everywhere with everyone always. But when when we understand the in, inherent divinity in, in our fellow human beings that we're sharing this planet with and we start to view each other from that way, like, wow, what will happen? Because I think there's so much of this idea of this separation, like you're like that and I'm like this. And yes, distinction is real and distinction is not bad, but we're all one, like, and what does it mean if you're warring against yourself and you think you're warring against someone else, but it's really you. And what does that do to you? Oh my gosh, that is so powerful. That is so beautiful. And I, I want to um, plug Reagan's album one more time. <laughs> you guys, I, I promise you, I am so honored to have been able to hear like some of this before it's been released and I don't know when you're releasing it but I just I hope that people will keep checking in because I <laughs> promise you it's some of the most raw powerful music like it's anthems in there like it's just so good it's some it's like it's familiar in the feeling that you get but so new and so unique and like nothing I've ever heard before so I just got to plug mm. your music because everything you're saying it comes out in the music and um yeah, I just have to plug your, your album. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. That means so much to me, especially coming from you. It's, oh, I'm just so thankful. My heart is so full of gratitude. And this conversation has just been so nourishing. It made me think of something else. Oh, oh yeah, I know. We could just keep going on this topic forever. But um, yeah, and, and something else that I was thinking of recently, because that's the thing about like creating this album is like, all these things come up and they don't just come up like on the side like they come up right in my vision because <laughs> you know it's like you're creating and speaking on like again like just being you it's so crazy um again like we're just so programmed to have all these masks you know so that way people don't see us but then you know again whether it's in your life or creating art it's so strange to think like if you know you're putting out this thing that's not you um you know and people praise it or people love it or even if people criticize it it's just kind of you might not care to some extent but then it's also there's something strange going on like a separation i feel like going on when it's like if it's not even you you know it's not even actually you and like you were saying like we're supposed to we see god in each other and i think that is so true and so important and so it's like it's a new, whereas like the old paradigm is like seeing this fake matrixy mask, you know, that's what we're used to seeing in people and glorifying. Whereas like now in this new age, it's like, no, like I want to see like the Holy Spirit in you, no matter how raw or rough or unique it is. Like, I think that's really where the energy is. So I just had, <laughs> I had to say that. And I just want to hear your thoughts on that because you're just making like some awesome faces. <laughs> I want to I see the Holy Spirit in you. Whoa, let's start a revival. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, that was so, but it's true, you know, you know, just. So true. I, w I don't know if we have time, but I really, when you were talking earlier, I had this thought about, and I, but maybe we could talk about this in another podcast, um, but like this idea of when creation becomes escapism and when you're creating all these ideas in your head, which I think goes back to this idea of balance, when you're creating the ideas in your head, but it's not hitting the material and um, it's like half of the alchemical process, something's getting stuck. 
maybe that's a whole that's a whole other podcast i that's our next one <laughs> yeah that's a really good topic that's a really good topic but it's we'll, we'll we'll get everyone excited about that but that's a really yeah i love that <laughs> we could just talk about this forever stay tuned <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> there's so much more where this comes from. This is every time Bianca and I talk, it's like, whoa. I love it. It's so good. So grateful. Oh my gosh. It truly is. It's just amazing. <laughs> well, I think we're. Any final thoughts, Regan? I think I feel so complete with that for now. I feel so complete with that. I'm so thankful for you and for these conversations and for, you know, however this ripples out into the hearts of humanity. I couldn't top that. That's so good. (laughs) If you're still listening and um, I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Even if this is the only time you ever listen to us at all, I hope that you leave uh, with something that that sticks with you um, for your for your highest good. Um, on that note, I hope you enjoyed a breath of fresh air. I'm Bianca, <laughs> and I'm Regan. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>